0: Your son, he's gone. He was weak and foolish like his father, so I destroyed him. <clears throat> you please stop bothering my kid?
1: Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, to do you? You just ask the same questions every week. Yep. How's your job? Okay. Are you
0: having any negative thoughts? All yep. I have are negative thoughts. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weak and Foolish Movie Podcast. My name is Mike Tang, and with me is Job Aang. For those of you tuning in for the first time, each of our podcast episodes begins with a non-spoiler section of the movie where we discuss and describe our thoughts on the film without revealing any specific plot details. Uh, This section is then followed by a spoiler discussion where we delve into all aspects of the film. In this episode, we will be discussing the latest comic book adaptation, Joker, by director Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix. So the premise of this movie was intriguing from when it was first announced. A relatively Mm -hmm. low-budget, R-rated, standalone comic book adaptation of the Joker set in the real world, inspired by Martin Scorsese's driver and king of comedy, uh, with an Oscar-winning actor cast in the title role. So there's so much about this concept, so much about the concept of this film that's so exciting. Uh, With the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, I know... There's probably been a lot of temptation from studios to try to follow that formula. So the fact that Warner Brothers decided to go against the grain and produce this type of film, I think it kind of sent shockwaves around the industry and around film fans. Yeah. Uh, Joker debuted at the Venice International Film Festival back in August this year, where it was reported to have received an eight-minute standing ovation. Wow. And it won the uh, Golden Lion Award. So, the hype of the movies went off the charts, to say the least, Uh, but then the the critic reviews came out, which dampened the film festival response. Uh, Some of these critics were labeling the film as being dangerous, and others claimed it lacked substance. And right now on Rotten Tomatoes, Joker holds a 68%, which is less than stellar given the earlier reactions. Wow. Um, But then... After the film's release, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is currently at a 91%. So that's a huge discrepancy from the critics. Uh, it's also going nuts at the box office. It pulled in half a billion dollars within the first two weeks of release. This is all going against a, a budget somewhere between 55 to $70 million, So they're swimming in cash right now. Uh, so it seems like this is one of those movies where the critics and the audiences don't really see eye to eye. And my question to you, Job is where do you fall on the spectrum?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been feeling this way for a little while now. Um, That critical, I'm, I feel like I'm losing touch with what the um, critics generally enjoy. Um, I feel like I can't really trust what Rotten Tomatoes tells me. And that's been brewing in my brain for a while now. And this is yet another reason why um let me just not belabor this anymore i thought this was a great film i really did it was uh a masterpiece i thought um it was a work of art it's i love that it's shot from a really grimy perspective um it it's from the seedy underbelly of gotham city um and it could have and i mean it's it's it shows us just how realistic something like the the concept of a supervillain like joker is um based on the kind of setting that he emerged from if that makes sense um it has a lot of interesting things to say about society's role in creating a villain uh in making a man or woman the way they are um and going touching a little bit on the the critical reaction of how this movie is dangerous or problematic, which I think uh, Peter Soretta from Slash Film started that brigade. <laughs> he was the one I saw who tweeted the reaction like, "This is a great film, but it could be potentially dangerous for the wrong audience." Um, at first, I dismissed it and saying, "Oh, you know, like it couldn't have been that problematic," you know. Uh, but ha- after seeing this, I, I I completely can see why. Um, some people would come away with that. It does kind of ring true. Um, some of the people I watched it with were actually visibly disturbed and, um, were like really kind of just unsettled after, after the movie was done. And we were just kind of standing in the circle discussing it. Um, and even I, I I felt some queasy disgust at what I had just witnessed, but I think that's effective, you know, like this is a villain. this is a movie about a villain, and we can like go into deeper discussions about what, what kind of films we should be creating uh, and the kind of characters we should be um, put, committing to film, if that makes sense. Uh, but if the film if the filmmaker set out to make us feel kind of disgusted or uneasy or unsettled. Then they succeeded, fantastically, and I think it was masterful in that sense. But uh, yeah, I have more thoughts, but I, I want to hear kind of what you think.
0: Oh man, I I thought this movie was awesome. Uh, I mean, let's just first talk about Joaquin Phoenix, right? Uh, you know that whatever movie he's in, he's gonna bring it. Yep. And he is electrifying as the Joker. I'd I'd put him. At the very minimum, on par with Heath Ledger in his portrayal wow. of the Joker. That's a take. I mean, I, I mean every, everyone's already talking about Oscars for him. Uh, some things that stood out to me about his performance. Uh, this was a very physical performance. He clearly, clearly lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. He's very lanky. Uh, there are scenes where he's dancing and kicking. His figure totally it looks like what I would think the Joker would look like yep uh, he kind of contorts his body into really weird unnatural p- positions at some points that's right um another thing that stood out to me he's able to laugh and cry at the same time uh, there was a lot of like the opening sh- um, sorry no spoilers uh, <laughs> he does that throughout so close. he does that throughout throughout the movie you know he uh it's like fitting a square I felt like in terms of acting it's kind of like fitting a square into a circle shaped hole it's supposed to be impossible like but he's able to somehow pull off these insane stunts, right? Yes. And laughing and crying at the same time. Yes. And you actually feel so much sympathy for this character because yes. of Joaquin Phoenix's complete dedication and immersion into this role. Yeah. Um so I I loved his performance. I think it's it's very different from Heath Ledger. Yes. Uh but it's it's because the entire movie's dedicated to him and his transformation into the Joker. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's very nuanced in that sense. Mhm. Um So I would say that that they're different. They're portraying different versions of the they Joker, are. but they are like in terms of the quality and caliber of performance, like they're both equal in my in my eyes. Yeah, I see that.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I and I they were they were their the approaches to the characterizations of the Jokers in Nolan's films and in this film are different. You know, I Ledger's Joker kind of almost feels hyper-intelligent and um, like a mastermind almost Um, in a way. And this one is, he's, he's a a lot more deranged and crazy, you know, psychotic almost.
0: Yeah. This one, I mean, yeah, the whole approach to this one is mental health and how, like you said, society kind of failed this guy Mm -hmm. and how it kind of drove him to the point of madness yeah, uh, I, I completely agree with you, too, about how it's filmed. It's clearly shot on film, right? It's yeah, not that grimy. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I looked it
1: up. It's, it was shot on uh, Alexis.
0: That's so shocking. Isn't that to me? insane? When yeah. I watched it, I was like, this is film for sure. This, yeah, it's film. OK, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it bring So the movie, it, it looks so grimy and gritty. Mm-hmm. It, it brings that grimy gritty look from taxi driver to gotham city and i think maybe i thought it was film because i mean just the lighting right uh yeah. everything was tinted with oranges and blues and greens i feel like this is the closest we've ever gotten to a gotham uh gotham city that's like actually realized you know uh the closest we ever got before this was Batman Begins, and I feel like still that movie doesn't come close to the state that we find Gotham in in this movie. Uh, There's like so much trash on the streets, graffiti uh, on the walls. The half the lights in the city flicker on and off, and they need to be replaced. Yes, there's paint chipped off walls. The walls look worn out. They look like they've been you know they've been different families have been living in those apartments. It just feels like a city that's suffocating from the inside out yeah and, that's a great uh, you, way of
1: of uh, describing it suffocating
0: yeah like i I felt the weight of the city uh, like uh, on me like mm. as I was watching the film you you really feel the weight of the uh, oppression, yeah and so i I actually feel like this is the best portrayal of Gotham City uh in the movies uh that's this is my favorite portrayal of Gotham City because mm. th- I feel like this is a city out of all the Gotham cities that we've seen, this is the one that needs Batman the most. That's You know right. what I mean? Yep. And, we should
1: probably stop right now and say this does not exist in the DCEU.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not connected to Batman v Superman. Uh, it's not connected to Man of Steel or anything. This is mm-hmm. just a complete standalone film. Right. Uh, a, a lot of the negative reviews for the, for the movie, it, it's claimed that it's a blatant ripoff of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, except it has no substance and it. It doesn't really have anything to say. Oh, uh, thankfully I haven't seen Taxi Driver in 20 years and I haven't seen King of Comedy so that actually has didn't impact my opinion of the movie um, I actually do think the movie is trying to say something about mental health yes, and how the system has failed people who need help and counseling mm. I mean just even from the second trailer of the movie right they kind of hint at that yeah uh, so I think the message is clear there is a message in there but it's there just is. very simple and it's very basic right yeah. I mean, it's th- something that we all know. It's just using that to kind of seed mm-hmm. uh the origin of this uh supervillain.
1: Yeah. We don't have to work too hard to find out what they're trying to say. Um in fact, there's a pretty extended sequence of um of Arthur um his the name of this Joker, his name is Arthur. Um His social worker telling him look we don't have any more funding this is it and it's this whole like sequence of he feels betrayed he hates her but she's also angry because the city has stopped caring about her work in a way and it's about society yeah it it kind of beats us a little over the head (laughs) society is bad and (laughs) it's cruel and or like it could be good for some people but bad for the less fortunate the the, the ones who have mental health problems or are a little less fortunate or, or poor, you know.
0: Yeah, it's about I, I think
1: social class, you know. So.
0: Yeah, on that note, I, I think that's where the movie kind of faltered for me. I feel mm-hmm. like it makes a few clunky mistakes in making the theme a little bit too obvious when it didn't have to be. It was already clear before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it becomes too on the nose. It makes subtext, text and it's you cringe you know when that happens because it's like (laughs) dude we get it okay uh we're not like you you've clearly you you know you guys are talented filmmakers you're able to show it already you don't need to keep going you know Um, (laughs) yeah yeah but you know overall it's it's a solid character study with a powerhouse performance uh Mm -hmm. To me, this movie is a lot like The Dark Knight Rises, where a lot of online critics panned it, like, universally. Like, every film blog that I go to, Collider, Slash Filmcast, Screen Junkies, they all bash on The Dark Knight Rises, but I feel like all the movie fans that I know really love that film. Yep. (laughs) And uh, I think the one online critic that I I go to, uh, Chris Stuckman, he actually liked the Joker movie as well. There we go. And he also loved Dark Knight Rises, so... I think he's a voice for movie fans <laughs> and not just critics. He's like the the bridge between the two. He's is he going to climb
1: onto a fallen police car and we're we're all going to rally oh spoilers. I you know I I just realized I described some scenes. So uh if you're uh if you w- were listening to this somehow and haven't seen it, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> climb onto a police car. I was like, "Wait, is he?" <laughs>
0: my bad my oh. bad y'all <laughs> all right so uh, before we move on to spoilers yeah. basically i think it sounds like we both really enjoyed the film we think it's awesome right
1: yes yeah i think it's great i don't think i'll ever see it again um at least not for a while just because of how uneasy it made me feel but i thought it was great and one of the awesome. best films of the year i think
0: definitely Okay, so let's move on to spoilers. Can't wait to discuss this movie in more detail. Yes. No, no, you're still holding on! Let go! The first time the name Thomas Wayne was mentioned, I actually thought I misheard it. I I thought this was a standalone movie, meaning it's not connected to anything, right? I thought it was just only about the Joker. Oh, okay, it's set in Gotham Mm. City. I had Mm -hmm. no idea that Thomas Wayne was a main character in this movie, and so that was a huge surprise to me. Yes, and yes. I love, I love how differently he's portrayed than back in Batman Begins, where he was like a saint, yep. right? Yeah. This guy is so this Thomas Wayne is so out of touch with the uh, public. He sides with those Wall Street douchebags who were mu- murdered by the Joker, right? And That's right. he just has no idea what the people, the, how his city is suffering, and the mm-hmm. the people that he that he's trying to serve. So I love the how the movie also plays with the mythology, right? How Arthur Fleck's yeah. mother had an affair with Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. w- which means potentially. And that's how he came. I mean, potentially he's the, the Joker, is the half-brother of Bruce Wayne. And Wow, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I love how we don't know who to trust here, right? Because even though mm-hmm. uh, the movie sh- reveals that there's files at Arkham that claims that Arthur Fleck's mother, Penny, was insane, uh, there's a possibility that there could be some truth to it. Right. Uh, yeah. There was an interview with Brett Cullen, the actor who portrays Thomas Wayne. Uh, he actually thinks that Thomas Wayne intentionally had Penny Fleck committed to Arkham as a way to bury the affair. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's like what that's, I thought. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um,
1: it plays to the corruption thing, you know, where, he, you know, he's he's so corrupt to the point where he would uh, doctor medical files even, you know, because of how powerful he is. Right. Yeah that could be it but i think she was also kind of crazy
0: yeah uh, it could be both right <laughs> it um, could be both yeah but i love how the movie doesn't give you answers for that and it plays mm-hmm. with the mythology without uh, revealing without telling us either way so it kind of allows us to kind of imagine and and you know i i'm pretty sure i mean dude it's, it's making half a billion dollars already so I'm wondering if we're gonna get more of these. Uh, I would love to see that explored uh, in the future in mm. another movie. Yeah. Um, any, I, I how any, did you feel? Yeah, sorry. Oh, go uh, ahead. No, no. Go, I uh, was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Like, uh, did you have any other thoughts on Thomas Wayne and and that whole? thing? Yeah, that,
1: we're in sync, man. I was about to ask you how you felt about this version of Thomas Wayne because he's. You know, Bruce Wayne's father is is part of the mythology of Batman. You know, he's like he's the example that Bruce followed in a lot of ways. And he's he's supposed to be like the inspiration for him and and all of these things. And this is kind of a big, huge takedown of that character, um, which I was not expecting and also felt a little weird about just because of how, you know, in my head. You know, Thomas Wayne is is the guy in Batman Begins. Like you said, it's um, you know he's a, he's a good guy and he's looking out for the city. He's a philanthropist. Um, I, you know, he, yeah, he totally, he's a philanthropist. He's
0: compassionate. He cares about the people who are struggling. He builds that huge mm-hmm. like train system, right, to connect the city. Um, I thought though this
1: could have been an interesting thing where um, we see several times in this film that um, Arthur Fleck joker's uh reality is not his reality or not actually reality he imagines a lot of imagined scenarios that um i actually found convincing in some ways um not entirely convincing but enough where i thought oh interesting i didn't know they would take it in this direction and then we find out that his imagined ideal realities were not his realities at all are you talking about Um, the
0: uh his neighbor down the hallway
1: yeah yeah how he uh <laughs> how he hooked up with his neighbor um that he found attractive and then we find out later in the film that she none of that happened they never hooked up they never had a relationship she was terrified of him and um i i was thinking could his picture of who thomas wayne is be a result of that kind of those like for lack of a better word hallucinations like he just imagines that Thomas Wayne is this monster when, you know, you, do you know what I mean? It's like a reality distortion sort right. of thing
0: in his brain. So you mean that, that conversation that they have in the bathroom where he, Thomas Wayne punches him in the face, mm-hmm. like, are you saying that could have been distorted by his interpretation of reality? Right. Right. I I mean, I didn't consider that, but man, that, that's a, uh, he's, he, cause he's an unreliable, narrator protagonist that's right and we're uh, watching this from his perspective yeah right mm-hmm. i don't know that's that's compelling to think about i i kind of want thomas wayne in reality to be this character that was portrayed like he's this rich guy mm-hmm. who's out of touch and he's a total jerk and doesn't really care about people i i kind of like that because this means that bruce wayne when he becomes Batman, perhaps maybe he discovers who his father truly was. He wasn't this mm. heroic figure in his life. And maybe the sins of the father are still in the sins of the son. And Batman still has that darkness in him. You know, he's no different than... His father's essentially like a crook, right? Uh, he's no different than the people on the streets, the writers. Uh, he a different... just has more money. Right, he just has more money. Um, and he mm-hmm. uses his power to to get his way... So, you know, I, I kind of like the idea that uh, Batman shares uh, the same darkness that, as the people he's trying to fight against and also save, you know, kind of... Yeah, I, that'll I, be interesting. Yeah, I think that's kind of... By the way, when when Arthur Fleck goes to... It doesn't say where he's going, right? He's outside mm. this really nice, fancy garden. Oh, uh, uh, I know where Garden. you're with this. <laughs> he's outside this fancy garden, right? And then... He sees his little boy playing there in this fancy swing uh playground. And I'm like, Oh no, is that Bruce Wayne? <laughs> and he go and they go up to the gate and they meet, and then you see a big house in the background. I'm like, Holy crap, Bruce Wayne is in this movie? Yes. I love that. Like that was yes. a huge surprise. I love that. Uh and then Alfred uh, and- Pennyworth is a total prick. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, yeah, it's. Uh, I love these. Uh, it's totally subverting the mythology and who who we know of these characters. But it make. I feel like it makes sense for this world that they're building. Um, maybe they're they're douchebags. To you know, I mean, you know, he, Arthur Fleck is a really cre- a big creep during the scene. You know, and he's touching. Oh. Br- <laughs> yes. Putting his hands on Bruce Wayne's face. You know. Of yeah. course, yeah. Alfred Pennyworth is going to be a little bit standoffish against him.
1: Yeah. True, true.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, just on the note of the fake girlfriend, um, I actually knew, I was like, there's no way that they're dating. And here's why. Yeah. There's a scene where uh, his mom, Arthur Fleck's mom is in the hospital and she's there with Arthur Fleck. And then, you know, she's like resting her head on his shoulder or whatever. She's like, oh, I'm going to go get some coffee. I, the, you know, I'm a father of two kids. So during that scene, I'm like, where's her daughter? You know, she has a daughter, like, why would oh, she yeah. leave why would she leave her daughter to be with this guy? I'm like this is not real like <laughs> there's no explanation oh, nice. yeah wow. so I was like there's nice no way catch. yeah uh a so, babysitter you know it could be I don't know it's such a huge hassle to get a babysitter just so you can <laughs> be at a be at a bedside it's for some boyfriend's
1: to- mom she she hot, got hus- hospital hospitalized <laughs> I mean have some compassion man.
0: I mean, they. Uh, I'm just kidding. They just started dating.
1: Yeah, if that's gets- a
0: that's a big tell though. Good catch. I I didn't catch that detail. I feel like I feel like I only caught it because I'm a parent. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, so uh, I I've been. I've Your been dad in instincts, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, let's talk about the ending of the movie. Uh, that was quite the culmination. Oh
1: yeah. Are we skipping ahead to the um the talk show scene?
0: Uh, I was more thinking about the uh, riots at the end.
1: And, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, as the Joker is born, so is Batman on the same night. I don't. I didn't catch that. So, basically, you have the Joker, uh, you know, he, he gets out of the, his police, he's in a police car because he just uh, murdered the talk show host, Robert De Niro, and his car gets rammed and then the rioters pull him out. And they kind oh of wor- right, right, right. They worship him and they celebrate him. Right, climbs on top of the police car like you alluded to earlier. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then while this is all happening, so one of those rioters uh, goes into an alleyway and murders Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne in front of Bruce Wayne. And so he standing. Bruce Wayne stands there in front of his dead parents while the Joker rises uh, as the hero for all these. Yeah. For the people of Gotham, and so I love how it's a reversal of the Batman story, right? Because uh, yeah. Batman is the one who creates the Joker, but here it's the Joker who creates Batman. So I feel like they're just doing all these rever- reversals and subversions of the mythology that I thought, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty fantastic actually. And I think it just seems fitting that the two of them would be connected through Thomas Wayne. Uh Yeah. It's really I I feel like it's it's cool storytelling. It's really cool. I just thought of a plot twist. Oh, what tells- relative- if What if, what if, uh,
1: so get this. What if Martha was Arthur's mom too?
0: Martha. So why would Thomas and Martha abandon Arthur?
1: Because maybe he had mental health issues. I don't know. I'm just trying to set it up where they, one day when Bruce and Arthur are fighting, and they, he just yells Martha and they're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> we have the same mother.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Please don't remind me of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow. You, you reacted to that as if that movie doesn't exist. Wow. Very good. Good well, stuff.
0: I was going to talk about like the, the murder, right. Of these two characters. <laughs> yeah. And how uh-huh. this is the fourth time we're actually seeing them murdered on screen. I know it's a lot. It's yeah. a bit much. We saw it in uh, Tim Burton's Batman. We saw it in Batman Begins, Batman v. Superman. Uh, and I, now thought this. It, I thought it would be tiresome, but actually the uh, in the context of this movie, it was actually very compelling oh, yeah. to revisit. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I got to say this, though, about Batman v. Superman. Uh, we can rip it all we want, but, dude, that movie has the best portrayal of the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Like... Sure. The way yeah. Martha Wayne's pearl necklace gets caught in the gun, and then the necklace breaks apart after the trigger's pulled—like it's the it's the most beautifully shot like uh, <laughs> murder scene, I guess. Uh, wow. On, on film uh, of that, that scene. That is a good take. Uh, not not on. I'm not saying in cinematic history. I'm just saying of all the portrayals <laughs> of. Uh, Thomas of Martha the death Wayne. of the Waynes. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I agree with you there. I mean, it's it's very artfully done, and it's part of kind of an opening montage, um, which is culminated with Bruce Wayne uh, floating. With <laughs> the, yeah, that was so The weird. bats. Uh, but before this becomes a bashing Batman versus Superman show <laughs> episode, um, I think I think you're right. I I'm in agreement in that um, showing that. Thomas Wayne and his wife get murdered in the end is actually like victory for Arthur Fleck and slash Joker it is kind of like how you would expect any hero movie to end where the enemy or the, the big bad of the film gets vanquished. But in this instance, it's Thomas freaking Wayne and uh, Martha Wayne who are the big bads. Yeah. Um. This whole thing is a complete role reversal. And I think that's, that's bold because of how beloved those characters are. And it's,
0: it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating and yeah. unsettling all at I, once. I love that take, man. That, that, that's an interesting take on it. And, uh, I think also like Thanks, the murder of Robert De Niro's character was his name. Murray, right? The Murray yes. Show. Yeah. I mean, that was like, shocking. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when he's talking to Murray on the show, he talks about how, like how people are suffering and people are bad. But then Murray defends the people. It's he's as blind as Thomas Wayne is, you know, about the yeah. people who live in that city. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, no, they no people are good, uh, and so you know, it's just about the Joker taking out all these uh, bullies, you know. Like he was totally bullied yeah. by this guy, who yeah, you know, ripped on his his comedy routine. Yeah, uh, is
1: it um, it's it's too. Well, I'm not counting um, Jared Leto's Joker, but um, this is two Jokers now in cinematic history that have really felt like they almost have a point. Uh, Heath Heath Ledger's Joker, you're kind of... I remember coming away from that movie the first time thinking, he almost is right. And um, of course, he's horrific in his actions. Uh, Same with this one. It's like he cleared out society's bullies. He's a hero. Um, and you almost come away going like, "Wow, that's this is uh this this almost feels good for him." Yeah. But, but it's also highly problematic that we think that way, right? Because, it it's not, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, His it's a,
0: are not justified. Right. Like there are other ways to take down these people. Uh. Without- but what
1: other ways, right? Like he has no other way out. He's kind of. This is the card. These are the cards for lack of, <laughs> pun not intended. These are the cards he's been dealt.
0: Yeah. It, it's just uh, the movie. Yeah. I like what you said there. Like, you know, but how, right? Like he doesn't have yeah. the means to kind of change society and the structure of society. He's just one guy mm-hmm. and he's one guy who's really been beat down by everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then it just seems like these uh rich powerful people just keep getting more and more powerful and there's just mm-hmm. no way out uh unless there's like a, some kind of revolution right right yeah which we see the beginnings of at the end of this film uh just on that note um uh this is not just a joker and batman origin story but also a gotham city origin story um i was talking yeah. to my friend paul about this film. He's a huge Batman fan. And Shout out he, to Paul. Yep. He kept wondering what the be- big deal was that these three Wayne Enterprise uh, Wall Street type employees got murdered on the subway. Like, that's Gotham City any day, right? That stuff happens all the time in this fictitious city. But it actually occurred to him uh, at the end of the movie that Gotham City actually becomes the chaotic, mob driven, corrupt city that we know it to be. Because so, of that. Because of that, right. And that sparked, like, this descent into darkness. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting insight, too. Like, this is a three-way origin story uh, in this film. Yeah.
1: I, that's really interesting, too. Um, we see Gotham kind of descending into chaos, but I think, yeah, it was almost like the inciting incident was uh, Joker saying he's had enough and murdering those three Wall Street
0: uh douchebags, in a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just wondering about your thoughts on this. Uh, I read a review on Collider that says the whole thing could have been made up, and all in Arthur Fleck's head. This, mm. is, this is suggested by, at the end, right? It, it cuts to Arthur at a mental institution, and he's seems to be recounting the events of the movie to another psychologist or social worker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she he says like I just thought of something funny and then she says what was it about and he's like you wouldn't get it um, mm. what are your thoughts on this on this interpretation did you think about this did you? is this an interpretation that you that came to when you saw it or is this completely new because I'm like I, I did not read the movie that way I didn't read that scene that way so I was like mm-hmm. oh what I didn't
1: read the scene that way um, but kind of like what I mentioned earlier so I definitely think some parts of this film are not accurate um, in terms of quote-unquote reality, you know, because he's distorted reality so much in his brain, and we really don't, I mean, we do see how kind of mentally insane he is, um, but we we don't really get a feel for how, just how far the dementia, the psych- psychosis goes. Um, so, if I mean, I could see someone watching this film and analyzing it and concluding, yeah, this is all in his head. Mm -hmm. Um, I can definitely
0: see that. Totally valid interpretation, uh, given what the movie presents. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is just from one viewing. But now that I'm thinking about it, um, the imagined sequences that he has, uh, are they usually lit? differently from when things snap back to reality is there a
0: visual change i didn't notice that i feel like the movie was consistently lit in the same way
1: okay okay there wasn't like a slight like warming up of the image or um anything like that
0: Not from what I could tell. I I mean, I wasn't paying attention to that. Uh, Like any Mm. kind of switch. Uh, To me, it seems like the whole movie was pretty consistent. Did you notice something? I don't know. I I, I'm thinking
1: about it now. I'm particularly thinking about the instances where he's um, imagining uh, being with the girl who lives down the hall. And I'm thinking of the scene where we find out that it's all false and. I do feel like the lighting when when they're together in his mind uh, is a little flatter, a little um, more consistent. And then once uh, we find out that they're not together, everything's cast in shadow and everything's dark. And mm-hmm. um, it could just be a time of day. Uh, it could just be coincidence. But I don't know. Uh, that would... I think in on repeat viewings, I would be interested. <laughs> I said I wouldn't watch it again, but now I kind of am curious. Mm. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> but uh, on repeat viewings to maybe see if there's a there's a difference there, or if I'm just imagining it. What if it's all in my head? <laughs>
0: like, what if you're <laughs> Arthur Fleck?
1: Oh, are we actually
0: talking right now? We I We've never done this podcast before. Actually, it's all in your. Head. Are we even friends? <laughs> <laughs> we imagined this entire last uh, four years. Oh, wow. Uh, it's all in our head. <laughs> I I, I anyway. think, you know, yeah, I, I definitely think this movie is worth going back. Definitely to go back and, and to keep all these things in mind, all these different interpretations and uh, reversals of the mythology and, and just to watch it through that lens again. And I think there's a lot in here to really appreciate.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: uh, so earlier I, I said the message of the movie is pretty simple and it makes a few clunky mistakes. I just want to talk about that uh, for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene I'm talking about is when the Joker goes on the Murray show and he basically telegraphs the subtext of the movie. Right? <sighs> he tells yes. a, a knock-knock joke, right? He says, what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash? I just thought in a movie that was so well acted and performed and shot. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that was such clunky writing. <laughs> and they didn't need to they they basically told us the movie in that line. Like you could have had the same scene but have the Joker be more sub- subliminal about his angst and rage. Yeah. You know, uh something else <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. reminded me of Frozen, you know, at the end where uh, one of the sisters—I don't even remember their names because I didn't like that movie. But uh, one of the sisters <laughs> saves the other sister. You monster! And then, uh, and then, what's that snowman's name again? Um, Olaf. Yeah, yeah, Olaf. Olaf. Yeah, yeah. Olaf's like, oh, it's actually the sisters' love that saved her, or something. I was that—that's that, for kids, though. That's a kids' movie. Well, let me refer you to Pixar films, who don't need. <laughs> None of the Pixar movies do that, okay? You got to make movies for all people, not just kids. Yeah. Uh I think true right. art, true art, you know, it's for all people and it or maybe not for all people, but true art doesn't need to be so overt, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like
1: a good joke, right? You can you shouldn't have to explain a good joke. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Joker. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, do you have Whoa. any other any other thoughts on
0: Joker before we wrap no, up? No, no.
1: i want I want to say we're back to our boring we agree on everything mode, but uh, I agree um, that whole sequence where he goes on a rant is he yeah he could you could have just like stopped the movie right there and shown a paragraph a scrolling paragraph is like <laughs> this is a movie about society letting a mentally ill person down
0: <laughs> while and we- abandoning him. While wink, winking at us, while winking at
1: us. Also, if you're rich, you suck. <laughs> that's that's basically that whole sequence. And you know, uh, I that scene was so good at the beginning. Like it was so tense. We we weren't sure what was going to happen. He was so erratic and unpredictable. He kissed that old lady. Yeah, and mm-hmm. was what was utterly charming almost, uh, in a kind of psychotic way. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And we're like, wow, is he going to, uh, kind of become beloved? And is this how like he becomes a hero in a way is kind of just charming the masses because the Joker's kind of got some charm. The character, you know, has kind of yeah. got some charm to it. Uh, I thought this, that was where it was going. And then suddenly he, <laughs> he starts screaming and then, um, and then yeah, going on that diatribe, which how in the world did you get that exact word for word? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He was like, this is about society abandoning me and, uh, all that stuff. And then, right. Yeah. But, but what really, what, what redeemed that scene for me was he pulled his gun and actually shot Murray. I was like, Oh, Oh, they went there with that, uh, and showed it too. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I, not cool I mean I'm not I'm not saying that was cool
0: but yeah, yeah. I, we, we get you we get you yeah, yeah. you got me yeah so I think could have been a better written moment uh, leading up to that yes totally but, uh, but you know it, I think I think maybe at the end with uh, the riots and with Bruce Wayne all that I think that that was, it kind of made up for what came before it did it made up for it for sure yeah um it it felt
1: yeah in conclusion that that scene i think kind of brought us back to okay this film is pretty uh pretty great
0: yeah for sure i i just you know i know the movie makes a very simple point about mental health and about yeah how the system isn't really helping the people as as much as it could um i hope people take away from that simple message like you know, things need to change. Like, oh, there's a lot that could be changed about our system, and yeah. that's just one of the many things. Like, we got to help these people, right? We got to give them yes. the attention that they deserve, and you know, mm-hmm. um, show them love and show them support. Because um, a lot of these people, like Arthur Fleck, they don't have like a support network around them. You know, they're a lot mm-hmm. of times they're maybe left alone or just one other person in their life.
1: Yeah, um, I I have problems with. It drawing the conclusion that it's the the wealthy that are the reason why this is happening Um, I felt like that was kind of a leap and kind of like okay this is the common this is the talking point right now politically right Um, and so but in the film itself they didn't really do much besides like making all the wealthy people that show up like complete a-holes you know yeah Um, But to me, that's not enough. That's a bit of a, like, that's not enough for me to kind of come to that conclusion. I don't think they really earned it. Yeah. Um, And it's a little muddy, problematic thing. It's a little muddied. Yeah. It, you know, and, and how much of that is because of his mental illness, you know, like we, we don't know, we, we don't know. And I think it drew too clear a line that, yep, this is a film about how, the wealthy in society how are the ones that abandon the mentally ill and the poor because they just are wealthy and i don't i don't i don't believe that personally but i also don't believe it in the film i don't it's not enough to me
0: mm-hmm. yeah so good points yeah yeah um is there anything else uh that you want to discuss or talk about um uh, I think uh,
1: do we yeah on a meta level do we do we know what Warner Brothers is going to do uh, after this or has this always been kind of a standalone and we'll see what happens with it sort of situation
0: man uh, you know money talks and they're <laughs> going to they're going to do something Speaking of money right <laughs> yeah I think I would love to see a Batman story like a year one, Batman year one type story where he's... Mm. Batman is, uh, like maybe the sequel takes place like 20 years later and it's like when Batman, he first becomes Batman. We don't need to see all that Ra's al Ghul stuff. We just need to see him <laughs> come is, back uh, to... Is
1: Matt Reeves is the Batman going to be the, that film? Uh, No, no. So Matt Reeves' no, Batman not.
0: is unrelated. Completely unrelated to this. What? What, what if... What if the WB tries to force them to <laughs> merge? To link- <laughs> <laughs> what if dude, they link them up? Dude, this fifty-five to seventy million dollar budgeted movie is gonna make a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, that's a huge return on investment.
0: Holy crap! Like we're gonna get so many R-rated, uh, like DC movies. We're probably gonna yes, make- we are. Okay, uh, I'm guessing they're gonna do Catwoman. Maybe a Catwoman set on these mean streets of Gotham. Oh. we're going to get a penguin movie. And then oh, maybe maybe they're going to go through the whole gamut of origin stories for DC villains uh set in the same world. Like
1: and then they're going to then... surprise us and uh and uh Gal Gadot is going to show up at the end of one of these <laughs> and be like, "Surprise, it's been part of it all along." <laughs> It's so confusing. All right. If we take this as a standalone, which, you know what? I thought this film was basically an art house film with a, with a mainstream name attached to it. um, And I, I, I found that super refreshing, but also like now kind of thinking from a general audience perspective, this could be utterly confusing. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't Jared Leto Joker just a couple of years ago. And yeah, I you know, think is maybe this the same as the Heath Ledger Joker, like they have the same green long hair, and like you know, it it starts to get a little hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh well, this Joker looks more like a clown and Jared Leto's looks like True. a gangbanger, so I think just True. aesthetically too, like those movies, Suicide Squad, ton of CGI, I think the the visual <laughs> aesthetics are also very different. I think maybe it's different enough where people are able to distinguish between yeah. the two. Yeah, you know, with fair. all these cinematic universes and reboots taking place, I, I think audiences are a little bit more sophisticated to tell the difference now between what's in a universe and True. what's not. Like the True. the new Birds of Prey movie, it looks like a sequel to Suicide Squad or like a spinoff of Suicide Squad. So
1: it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs>
0: uh, Harley Harley Quinn's the same. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I guess Batman has always been like not part of a continuity. I mean, back to the Burton films and then the Nolan films, those are all kind of in their own thing and people know that. Yeah. So I suppose we should believe that people can tell the difference here too. Yeah. I just want to know what Warner brothers is thinking. Like, do we like root for a uh, Batman in this universe or is Matt Reeves? Is it part of the DCU? Is it, its own standalone thing so there's like three continuity yeah but
0: that's okay that's up to them to decide right i I just can't see joaquin phoenix doing like like a cinematic universe so no no i feel like they would i don't figure out a way how to do maybe i don't know i know he's interested in revisiting the character like he feels he feels like there's more yeah Uh, is this the same um is this the same joker that
1: scorsese was working on for a while is this that same project or story
0: i don't think scorsese's name is on the movie i'm not sure but uh, right but he was developing yeah they announced it and they were thinking about leonardo dicaprio oh Uh, at, at the point when they announced that they were working on this when it was in development i think that those are the two names that were attached but there would have like, been a lot of yelling in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no uh, I mean it wasn't official or anything. They were just like talking about it, thinking about it.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I re- okay. I was just wondering what the lineage of this film was. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I, I think that's I, good. Yeah. I, I have a feeling, Sorry. you
0: know, we're going to find out soon what 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 their plans are uh sooner rather than later cuz they're just swimming all that cash, you know. They got to they got to make more. Yeah.
1: God forbid they just kind of take it and develop a new creative idea instead of continuing it. You know.
0: That is an idea. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion about Joker. We hope you enjoyed the movie, too. Uh, until next time, we uh, will see you later.
1: All righty, guys. See you later.